Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. What are your company's values? Do you have a consistent way of communicating them? Do they feel like words that are hung on the wall in the office place rather than real behaviors that every employee understands in the company? Well, today we have a special guest. She's here to join us to speak to why core values are vital for building a positive and thriving company culture. Teresa is the president and CEO of Wahuba. She's a third generation real estate management and construction company here in the lovely state of Maryland. Her expertise includes client relationship management, property management, project management, and real estate investment analysis. Teresa Leatherberry, welcome to the Twins Talk It Up program. Wow, David, thank you for that great introduction. And it's nice to be with you and with Danny. I really appreciate and I'm so honored that you even thought of having me on the podcast. So I'm really excited to be here. Well, this is Danny. And uh, from time to time throughout our show, uh, we'll say who's speaking just to make sure the audience knows who's who. But uh, this is Danny. Actually, before we dive too deep into our discussion, I really want to say congratulations as Rahuba was recently listed as number two the number two property management nationwide firm by apartmentratings.com. Yes. I think that's fantastic. I don't know how, I don't know how we're going to be able to cram everything into this short amount of time, but we'll try to do the best that we can because we believe that you built up something phenomenal. Now we often hear leaders state that they're, they're values led organization. At the same time, it's not really uncommon through surveys and there's a lot of anonymous surveys that employees will receive to really tell people what they really think. And what they really discover or they recall through these surveys is that the organization's core values really aren't there. In other words, it's one thing to have them, but it's another thing to live them. Teresa, what are core values and why are they important for an organization to have? And obviously, you guys were able to be successful because you stuck, you stuck to those core values, but what are core values and why are they important for organizations to have? The core values to me are how we do what we do. You have your mission and your vision, your why, your long-term goals, those types of things, but your core values are your everyday behaviors how you have to think about your interaction with each other as employees, with the leadership in your organization, with your customers. Mm -hmm. And really what's important, I think, that we have been focusing on is our vendors and subcontractors are an extension of our team. And it's really important that our employees use our core values in their interaction with our subcontractors and vendors. And using those core values, really, the, the, it was the team who, uh, who did the, the hard work to make us number two in, in the country for property management. 
they just embraced those core values and worked really hard for them. Teresa, I appreciate you sharing that. This is David. And I love how you mentioned that core values should be tied to the mission of an organization. And when you think about the mission, the mission statement, they're all fine and dandy. You can put a lot of fluff and corporate lingo in there. But if it doesn't have the how, if it doesn't provide the motivation and passion for what makes you who you are, then they're really not going to go anywhere. And so I appreciate you sharing that because for me, you've got to have the values that really display and reflect who you are as a company. And it's got to really be more than just leadership. It's got to be every single aspect of the organization. So I've got to ask you this, Teresa, when you came to wanting to put together your own core values there at Rehuba, was there a process or a method that you used to determine what your core values should be? We did go through a process. This was a bit of a trial and error. And we discovered about four years ago that the best way for us to really incorporate core values is to get input from the entire employees. So about four years ago, I put together a great little exercise. And in that exercise, I asked people why they're doing what they're doing, personal reasons as well as professional reasons. And those personal reasons can be, I just want to be able to take my family on vacation and I want to work hard so I can make money to do that. We also asked what gets them excited, what motivates them, what's really important to them as far as honesty, integrity, creativity, those types of things. And I asked them to look at that from a personal perspective as well as the entire Rehuba organization. I used an exercise that I found in a book and I sent that out to everybody in the, in the company, top to bottom. It didn't matter what level of the organization, sent it out to everybody. And I got some great feedback, got some great feedback from the employees. I was able to put everything together. I noticed some common themes in what I got back. And that told me that those core values already existed in the organization because they were common themes. I then summarized everything. My goal was was really to have enough core values to spell out the word Rehuba, which I was able to do, which is kind of fun. When I rolled out the core values to the staff, they thought that was really great as well. So not only is it something that they live and breathe and they really understand, they buy into, it's kind of fun because of the way that we spelled out Rehuba with the, with the core values. That is so awesome. This is Danny. And for the audience, if they don't know, uh, let me go ahead and tell you what the core values are and how they do spell out Rahuba. It's respect, achieve excellence, collaborate, honor, understanding, build relationships, and then finally accountability. That is fantastic. I think sometimes when we think about starting a company, we think about starting an organization, we, we try to come up with something that's catchy, something that works, and you just, you just said that after the, the four years and everyone got together, it made sense. And, and it just all matches up to the name of your organization. So you can't plan that any better. <laughs> um, so what I like to say also is uh, when an organization looks at forming core values, is there something that they need to think about as far as how many core values they have? Uh, I mean, for yours, it, 
it just perfectly fits the name of your company, but uh, should it be three to seven? I mean, how many is too, too much? How, how little is too little? Uh, or does core values really just the DNA of your company and then it just comes together that way. So for companies out there trying to, trying to have a theme or trying to have a way where every employee uh, emulates who that company is, what type of, or how many should they have? I mean, I think that's really a difficult thing to ask or answer, right? It is, it is a difficult thing to ask. And I read a, one of Patrick Lencioni's books called The Advantage. Hmm. And he spells out some interesting information on core values. And he talks about core values, probably two or three that are just in your culture. It's just who you are. And if I look at our seven, I could definitely pull out two or three. That's just who we are. You, everything that you do is guided by those two or three core values, how you hire, how you fire, how you interact with your customers, how you plan strategically. Then he also talks about other values that are maybe more aspirational. I look at our achieve excellence core value, for example, that is aspirational. We're always working to improve and achieve excellence. Um, so I think that really to have those two or three that are just core as to who you are, you can't violate them when you're making a decision. And many times when you do, you're in a situation and you make a decision that violates one of those core values, you just know it, you feel it in yeah. your gut that it's just, it's just not right. And sometimes you just have to trust that gut instinct. Teresa, this is David. I'm glad you made that point. And if you look back, not you specifically, but if our listeners here are following Teresa Leatherberry and her company, Wahuba, on her site, she not only spells out the seven core values, but right before that, when she talks about her mission, I'm going to read this statement. It says, we're driven by our core values of respect, integrity, and excellence. You make that same point. There's seven of them, but there are three key that stand out that we cannot violate. This is who we are. And if there's anything within our uh, the fabric of our company, this is our DNA that goes against these three, we cannot allow that to happen. And I love that you put that in there. And I love that you make that point. I know when I teach on the aspect of core values, and I do workshops all the time, Teresa, I actually do the same thing. We talk with ideas. We talk about themes and wordings and do they sound alike do they seem alike and then we narrow those down and I said whatever you determine and and I generally try to give them to stick around three to five at the most but Dan I found that three to seven because anything more than that is too confusing people forget they think okay which one is it again but these are ones you know you cannot let go of them and they speak to you and when you give employees the permission not to break that not to go and against that that further refines what those mean and that further instills a sense of passion, conviction, and really what I say, camaraderie and family. People come together for that. So I appreciate you making that point about why it's important to have a few because so many times we can forget that less can be more. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Teresa. That's awesome. So I wanted to ask you this, Teresa. Um, when you think about core values, you mentioned earlier that there were some that you just knew from evaluating through surveys, from asking different employees. You made, a, you made an interesting statement about even working with vendors and clients. If that client or that vendor does not align with your core values, you got to let it go. Let them go. If that employee no longer aligns with those core values, you got to let him or her go. 
And when you hire incredible leaders and staff that you want to bring on to your team, they've got to align with those core values as well. Are there any other ways to measure the effectiveness of your core values? Or are there any other ways to ensure that from top to bottom, that those are being adhered to, to the employees at your company? Reinforcing the core values throughout the organization, you have to be a little creative when you're doing that. We do have them, after we created the core values, we put them on the walls, just like a lot of companies do. We also, we also did a couple of things to remind the employees that they need to exhibit those core values. For a while, we were, this was all pre-COVID, we would do an employee of the month and the employees would be nominated by other employees by here, so-and-so exhibited these core values in the last month and that's why I'm nominating that person to be employee of the month. We were reinforcing the core values that way. We also just recently did a little, uh, a little game, a little team building game. We incorporated our core values into that team building game. This game was all about getting fit and getting comfortable, getting spiritually together. And one of the things that we did is you got points for, if you exhibited a core value during the week, you gave yourself points for that. You gave yourself points for other things, doing certain exercises, watching a sunset, relaxing, meditating. We had all of these things, but, but exhibiting the core value was one of the ways that you got points for this team building exercise as well. We try to incorporate that in everything that we do. It also gets down to empowering the employees. And I wanted to talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, talk a little bit about how we were doing this with vendors and, and subcontractors. Because this took us a while to really get the employees comfortable to be able to do this. About seven, eight years ago or so, our insurance broker said, you have to have all your, your vendors and subcontractors sign this agreement, have to have a certain level of insurance. So we started implementing this, this vendor compliance. Through that process, we found one vendor, and it was really sad because this guy did really great work, but he wasn't willing to give us the information that we had asked for. And as we did some digging, we all, one of the things that we asked them for is to make sure that they are um, they they are a valid business in Maryland. Well, they they had let their business license lapse, and as we looked into that, it was really hard because the employees didn't want to let this vendor go. And I said, "He's welcome back if he does X, Y, and Z." That was really a, a strong message to the employees that if our vendors aren't meeting our values then we can ask them not to be a vendor. And through the years, I have allowed my staff to make decisions on vendors. I don't like so-and-so and I don't wanna use them anymore. Then fine, don't use them anymore. You use who you wanna do. And I, I, over the years, the leadership has really stepped back on who the employees, who, who our, our, our management staff works with as far as vendors go. And now I'm able to say, if you like the vendor and they provide good work, then it's up to you to decide. And we don't push certain vendors and subcontractors anymore. So we have through the years empowered the employees and they know the quality and the type of vendors we're looking for. 
We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Teresa, this is David. I've got to do a follow-up here because I love how you brought up the idea of inclusion. You've given your employees the ability to make decisions. You've empowered them to say, we will represent Rahupa in the right way. And if those decisions align with our core values, great. If they don't, they have the power to say no. I love that you've done that. And, and I've heard of great stories, Teresa, and I'm sure you can chime in on it, that of different organizations that have given their staff the ability to make decisions. And it really has helped to reduce what we call lag time, wasted time. When we're talking about every decision going up the ladder, why, why do we have to have five different steps to make a decision when that person at the front line can make that call? And it makes me think about the Rich Carlton and, and how a decision was made to empower their employees. And I, and I can't remember exactly the number, but I think it was $2,000 up to every decision that they can make. If anything above that, then come see us. And in my marriage, my wife and I had this thing when we first got married. If it's over a certain amount, then we would talk to each other about it. And if it wasn't over that amount, then who cares? Go get it done, do it. If that's best for you, if that's best for our family, I trust you to make that call. And he allowed the people to make that decision. And what they found and discovered is that employees didn't abuse that. It wasn't like everybody gave away $2,000 vouchers or they decided to spend this much on marketing or this much on, on uh, uh, compensating different situations with vendors. They found that it was rarely, rarely used. And it might've been $20 here, $30 there, $500 here, but people felt like it helped the company to become more efficient and more productive because the employees felt valued and respected enough to do that. So 
are there any other stories or examples of where you perhaps empowered your employees or stories maybe you've heard of within the industry of companies that have really championed this idea of trusting their people? I, I've heard similar stories about allowing the employees to have a certain dollar amount. And we do that. It's not nearly what uh, the Ritz-Carlton have. We allow up to $50 to allow to, to help a resident get done what they mm. need to do. Um, I think other stories about empowering the employee. I think I have another story. It's, it's not so much about empowering but it's about holding hard and fast to that core value. Mm. And I think that when you do that and you support the employees in that core value, I think it's really important. I think many people know the, the story of, the, of Southwest Airlines, that the story where there was a passenger who didn't like their value of humor and didn't like the fact that the flight attendants were using humor throughout the flight and it made this passenger uncomfortable. This passenger sent a long letter to the CEO and said that you need to not let your employees have humor in the airline anymore. And if you don't stop, then I'm just not going to fly on your airline anymore. And the CEO, basically, I'm empowering my employees. They have the ability to use humor when they want to. So his response to this passenger was simply, we will miss you. And that I think is really important because I think as leaders, we have to, we have to be, we have to have their back, our employees back. We have to empower them. We have to give them the freedom and the reign to do that. And they have to know that we're supporting them in whatever they do. That makes a huge difference. And that's one of the things that we really, we really work hard on doing as well. We know that all of our employees, they will tell us leadership, whatever is going on. They're not afraid to tell us if something is not going well, because they know that we will have their back and we will support them and we will help them fix. If anything goes wrong, we will help them fix it. I think that those are great examples. I love how you empower your own employees. This is Danny, by the way. Um, I love the, the example you gave. Uh, we'll miss you. <laughs> just that just blows my mind because sometimes you we're so quick to have values but then when we empower employees we, we we because of fear of of what we do or what we say from a customer because of twitter and instagram and facebook that we want to pull back and instead the ceo was like no we're going to let our employee do within their own power what they believe is best and if they want to have fun because the situation calls for it, then they're going to go ahead and have fun. So I, I, I find that um, I, I find that to be empowering for an employee to say, look, my boss or my manager, they have my back per se, if that makes sense. And so there, there's one thing that I think that that slows down the sales process, that slows down the company growth. It's 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 the inability to allow your employees to do their their job that you hired them to do, and. Um, I, I was consulting a client out of California yesterday. They hired a new uh, head of sales <clears throat> and the head of sales, I, I'm coaching the head of sales, how to do uh, basically his, his function. Um, and I said, look, you have a choice. These people on your team, the average age in the industry, the people on your team are 16 and a half years in the industry, average. Wow. And you don't know the industry, but you do know sales. So I need to ask you, will you, allow your employees to have the ability to make certain decisions 
or do you need to micromanage everything? And his thoughts were, well, I need to understand the process. I need to understand what they're doing. You can understand all of that. But remember, the more you ask, the more you do, you're slowing down the sales process. So you have to ask yourself, what is more important? And what do your employees want? They want a leader that they can trust. Look, they know they're the experts. You're not the expert. However, they need an advocate. Will you go to bat for them to the CEO? Will you go to bat for them in front of the customers and clients? And I think all of that together um, made him go, wow, yeah, that's exactly what I need to start doing. And it's so, it's so simple to forget. To, it's so easy to forget that you empower your employees. One, it helps them to remember your core values. And then two, it allows them to have pride in the work that they do. Because if they don't have pride in the work that they do, they will easily forget the core values because it doesn't mean anything to them anymore. Um, so I, I think you did a great job, phenomenal job, bringing up six and a half years ago, four and a half years ago. It, it seems to me that all along the way, you have done one thing and one thing only is how can we make sure that the core values stay pre uh, present? How can we make sure the employees remember the core values? And even our, if our best vendor, our very best vendor who we love so much does not have the ability to meet the core values, we have to say no. I mean, that's gotta be so difficult. Uh, so I wanna say kudos to you. May not be a billion dollar company like uh, Southwest, but I still think in the eyes of your employees, that was, that was phenomenal. So I just wanna say that to you, Teresa. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I wanna talk about inclusion, if that's okay with you. Okay. I appreciate from the conversation that you had with David and some of the posts is that often um, what is recognized within your company is your people. You're not shy of empowering your people. You're not shy in recognizing your people within the organization. You're not shy in basically displaying the model uh, of your core values. You said it earlier, hey, vendor, sorry, we love you. Go get, your, go get uh, uh, your business license again and then come back, we'll take you back. Um, how else do you cultivate and support these core values throughout the organization? What are some other ways that you support it and, and cultivate it? One of the, the really core values is collaborating with the team. Mm -hmm and building relationships. Right. And I think, those, I think those two core values go hand in hand. And we look about, we talk about collaborating with the team again, we, we consider our vendors and subcontractors as an extension of our team because they're doing work for our customers in their homes, in their place of business as we're managing their property. We also like to incorporate having fun and building the relationships as, as a family, because we are a family business, we like to have that family feel. And what we do is we invite our employees to certain industry events that are just relaxing and let them have fun. There, there are a couple of industry events that we just invite the entire staff to go to. One is a crab feast and one is an annual awards ceremony. We have a new employee who came from a, a different management company and I asked him how he liked the crab feast, which was just last month. I asked him how he liked the crab feast. He said, it was fantastic. <laughs> I said, did you see any of your colleagues from your prior company? And he said, I didn't. I didn't even know that this existed. We hadn't ever been allowed to go or been invited to these types of events. So I think that part of collaborating with the team and building the relationships is just getting out of the office and getting away from the day-to-day -day grind of 
handling customer requests and things like that. And just sitting and eating some crabs and having a beer and sitting down and getting to know them more on a personal level, asking about their family, their grandkids, those types of things. That really has solidified our team. We have low turnover. I'm very blessed to have low turnover in our organization. I think it's partly because of how we just embrace everybody as a member of the family and part of the team. And we just, we just want to give them that, that love and respect and it makes a difference. Teresa, this is David. I love that you've shared so much about how this employee was just surprised. We didn't even know this was, it was here, this existed. Because in so many cultures, the management team, the top leadership team, this C-suite, they're the ones going out to celebrate and they're the ones going out to live it up. And yet you have the ones who are down there pushing forth the agenda of the company. They're, they're pushing forth the vision of the company and they want to be celebrated. And so I appreciate how Dan even brought that up. Teresa, I do see your posts all the time on LinkedIn and it's, it's not uncommon to see you lifting up an employee or somebody in your organization. And the fact that you said we have very low turnover and that is to be commended. And it's so easy to dismiss that. And the reality is if you don't have a core value what that is actionable, that can be lived out, that can be more than just words hanging on a wall, then it's not going to be effective as a company culture. I'll tell you this though, Teresa, I've been in different companies and I've gone in and I've seen them, the walls being pasted with words. And yet when you pull them to the side and you're doing a survey and I go and I'll ask different questions, it's amazing how many employees may not recall them. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm not sure what that means. And it goes back to a question that I have. What are some of the mistakes that, an organization can do or a leadership team can do when it comes to even creating core values? I think there are two, two mistakes that I can think of. The first mistake is top-down core values. The leadership team gets together and decides, this is our culture, this is who we are, everybody go and zip at these core values. I was talking to a, a friend, colleague in one of my networking groups, and we were talking about core values. I've been in the office of this organization and I love that they have core values and things written all over their walls, wherever their, their employees gather. And that was one of the things that impressed me that I wanted to put core values together. But talking to this individual said that even though those core values are there, they were given to us top down. And if you talk to employees at all levels of the organization, not so sure that they all buy into every single one of them because we were just told, or they were just told that this, these are our core values. I think a, mis a second mistake is sometimes the culture of an organization, which then creates values can be sort of unintentional from a negative perspective. I don't have a specific example, just in general, if you talk about a sales organization that they have territories, they have commission uh, structures that create this competitive environment and they're not gonna help their colleague because if I help my colleague, then I take money away from me or I might, lose a client to that person, then you create this negative 
competitive environment and competitive competitiveness is not a bad thing in and of itself. But when you have a negative competitive environment to the detriment of your customers, then that can be a bad thing. And I think sometimes unintentionally organizations will will create that with their procedures, their policies, their commission structures, and those types of things. And I think that that can that can be a big mistake. I think not only the employees feel that, but I believe customers feel that as well. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Teresa. This is David again. I I love how you stated that so many companies can make the mistake of a top-down approach of establishing core values. And whenever you do that, you really miss the heartbeat of why your company is where it is and how it's going to go down the path of growing, achieving those goals. You, you leave people out of it. I, I'll tell you, nobody wants to be led like that. Nobody wants to be in a company where they feel like, well, that's not who we really are. I know you think that way, but that's not what we do, or that's not what we're about. You're, you're, missing, you're missing the boat here. And, and so it's so important that if you really want to establish true core values, if you really want to establish what your company is going to be all about, that you get everyone involved, all hands have to be on deck. And from the youngest employee or the newest employee to the most seasoned veteran, they all have to have a voice and a say. And so I've seen organizations that have been so top-down driven that employees feel disconnected. And you know what? I know this to be true because the turnover ratio is so high. Mm -hmm. People leave for two reasons, Teresa. Either they don't feel believed in, invested in, or they don't like the leadership. And when people leave, it's not because, oh, they got so much more money somewhere else. It's generally because they feel like they're not a part of the team. Right. And so I really appreciate you making that point. And that, and that really is so important. But let me, let me say something else here. I believe core values are either exposed or truly revealed through times of adversity. When you think about this last year and a half or so with the pandemic, Teresa, every time you and I have spoken or we've gotten together, the things that I've heard have been the steps that you've made, the decisions that you've come up to, or at least revealed to me, that have pushed your company through these challenges 
to me, that further reveals what your core values are, your core values. Um, are, are there any thoughts that, or maybe some things that you could share with our listening audience about how core values should be evaluated? Because I feel like your season of the last year and a half, or at least this time, where we call this season of challenge, has only further etched in stone why your core values are yours. I think that the core values, they do need to be be monitored and, and, and looked at from the at the employees for, for all levels. One of the things that we haven't done, but I think that we should think about doing is, is really some kind of an employee engagement survey. We, we did one a, a while ago, and it might be time to refresh that to really get a feel for how the employees are thinking and feeling. Because I can walk through, I can walk through a property and talk to the site staff and they can be all happy to, to see me. And are they really, are they really truly happy? I believe they are. The message that I'm getting from their managers is I believe that they are. But for me to actually take the time and say, okay, what can I do for you? What do you need? What's missing? They need to be comfortable to tell me that. I think most of them are. I'm sure that there are some that, 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 that might be a little hesitant and that's understandable. And I wanna make sure that those core values are reinforced. And I think an employee engagement survey would be a good way to do that. One of the things that we did, we were considered essential during the, the, the whole pandemic. We did whatever we could to make the employees feel comfortable, feel safe, the employees wanted wanted to get back to the office. They were the ones that were saying, "I don't want to. I don't want to work from home. I can't have the interaction with my customers. We can do what we can to keep things safe. We can do things virtually, but there are some things that you just can't do virtually. I mean, I have a whole maintenance staff, and if something goes wrong in a residence apartment, it's not exactly something you can fix virtually. We, we did whatever we could to make them feel safe and that was important to them. It was also important to know that they have the ability to take care of the customers. Another thing that we have talked about and we are, are uh, everything is, is, is always evolving, especially in a small organization like ours. The next step that we're doing for reinforcing core values is really looking at our whole onboarding process. And how are we incorporating core values and other things in our whole onboarding process and then into our performance management process? So those are the next projects that we're working on strategically as an organization that I know is going to really just further enhance how the employees feel, how the employees perform, and as a result, what kind of service they give to our customers. This is Danny. Teresa, I think that's fantastic. And I appreciate you just really talking about that because at the end of the day, <clears throat> I mean, your employees wanted to be at the office. Your maintenance people like, well, you said they can't work virtually, <laughs> which is so funny and true. You, you have essential workers. Um, but the fact that you're willing to go back and do surveys, go back and try to um, get the, get the, what I call the pulse of your team and, and making sure that um, things are still moving in the right direction. And I would tell you for being the number two property management firm nationwide, uh, you have definitely uh, improved your company year after year after year by giving these great examples, six years, four years, what your employees are thinking, what they're going through, giving them the autonomy to make the decisions. You're doing all these things, which lines up to your core values. Uh, so 
I'm not saying you guys are gonna stop at number two. Maybe you want to become number <laughs> one. But what are your goals for your company um, for the rest of this year and going into 2022? Uh, what what other goals do you have? Because it seems to me that you guys are, um, despite the pandemic, despite uh, mental health issues that are going on in, in in the nation today, you guys are still continuing to, to make progress. You're continuing to move forward, which is fantastic. Right, and not only not only getting the award for being the number two property management company through the pandemic, we <clears throat> created a wait list at both of our properties. So both nice. of our properties are fully occupied and there are people who are going online and putting themselves on a wait list because they wanna be, they wanna be at our properties. That was a goal for 2021 because one of our properties was not, was not where we wanted it to be as far as occupancy goes. And our staff worked really hard and now we have a wait list at, at both properties. During the pandemic, as I'm looking at my staff and trying to figure out what our goals are, I realized that from a strategic planning perspective, I needed to bring in more employees than I had before. So now I have a senior leadership, a senior management team, and we're doing quarterly strategic planning sessions and we're working together to set those goals for 2022. We're looking to buy another property is another goal. We're looking to expand into our third party management. So doing management for other owners. We are, we've, we've had some great conversations with a couple of organizations. They really have embraced who we are as a, as a smaller property management company. And they look at how we do business and they really are impressed with what we're doing because what we're trying to do is even though we, um, we're, we're not a, a, a larger property management company, we embrace all of the technology and the newer features and we're able to incorporate them and be really competitive. One of the prospects that I'm talking to right now really looks at that and say, wow, you guys are really, not only do you care about your residents, but you are really on the forefront of the best way of processes and procedures of, of, of doing management. So I think it's the next, the rest of the year is refining those and then taking a step back with that leadership team. Okay, what's the next step? What is it that you want to do next? And we do have some major projects that we're talking about going into 2022. And we are, at, the employees are really excited about those major projects. We talk to them about what that would mean for the properties. And they're the ones who are pushing us. What about this project? Where do we stand on this project? How are we gonna do this? And it's really exciting to me to know how excited they are about that. And that's really because we're getting them all involved. And that's our long-term goal is just to really strategically plan with the whole team and not just from the top down. Teresa, this is David. I do appreciate you sharing that. And it's so encouraging to be able to see that you're not being conservative. You're looking at the need of the market and you're also taking the spirit of your team. And the team is saying, let's go for it. Let's make it happen. And even implementing just quarterly planning, strategic planning sessions further makes that point that you're going for it. So I appreciate you making that point. And it's awesome, Teresa. And so what I really love is we are closing our time here and it certainly won't be the last time I have you on because there's so much about your leadership that I would love to tap into. And you mentioned strategic planning. I would love to even dig into what that looks like and why we should be able to do what we call self-evaluation, self-checkups. We have to make sure 
that we're constantly looking in the mirror, so to speak, to see if we're on course, we're doing the right thing, or if we veered off. And I'll share this little quick uh, story, and then I want to I want to share another thought. Teresa is this: when I was younger, I was swimming in the Pacific Ocean with some friends of mine, and when you don't realize what's going on, that current can move you, and you might think you're on course or you're swimming in one direction and you can be moved to an entirely different direction same thing with ships you've got to pay attention and i tell you that so many companies will go off because they've forgotten where they're going and core values are established to help you to get where you're going and as i stated earlier Teresa, they can't just be words that are pasted on a wall and matter of fact they should be words pasted on the hearts and minds of the people that we are willing to go to battle with, the people that we roll up our sleeves and we go to work with day, every single day, that's what core values should mean. Uh, any other thoughts that you wanna leave with our listeners about core values, the importance of core values or what they could do now going into 2022 or at least finishing off 2021 strongly when it comes to core values? I love what you said about core values being written on the hearts and minds of our staff of the leadership because that's really the, the that's really where the foundation is if you if you live and breathe it and it's really a part of who you are that's what's going to get us through the rest of 2021 and moving into 2022 as far as the strategic plan goes the one of the first things that we did is take a step back i know that i have some ideas i have a big vision, I have these great ideas, but I need my team to execute on it because I can't execute on it. So one of the first things that we did, our very first strategic planning session was our facilitator said, what's most important to every single person in the room, not me, but every other person in the room. And that was the start of of our strategic plan. And that reminded me that my vision may be way out here but let's be realistic and let's get the employees who are actually executing, what are their ideas? They're the ones who have their, 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 the boots on the ground, so to speak. They're interacting with the customers every single day. They know better than I do of what we need to do going forward. Going through for the rest of the year, we're gonna continue on the path that we started for this year, then towards the end of this year, we're really gonna create something great to going into 2022. I don't know what it's gonna look like yet because I haven't really talked to my staff yet. We haven't gotten that far, but I know that it's gonna be something that's gonna be great because of who my staff is and how much they just are, are really just great. They're great visionaries as well. And they're hard workers and they, they love what they do. That's awesome, Teresa. And I have no doubt it's going to be a fantastic 2022 because of your leadership and because of the fact that the entire team, starting with you all the way to the most recent hire, they all have the same conviction about living out those core values. Teresa, I want to thank you for joining the Twins Talk It Up program. If any of you are listening here, you want to learn more about Teresa and Rahuba, you can go to her site. It's rahuba.com and that's R-A- chuba.com and you can learn more about her follow her on twitter follow her on linkedin and you'll learn more about why it's important to live out the values that you state you're going to have as an organization Teresa, thank you for joining twins talk it up 
Thank you so much. It was such an honor and pleasure to speak with you and Danny. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.